Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is The Something Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. We all equate sounds to different places and emotions. Most of us, if hearing the waves, can easily be transported to a calm ocean. But when you hear the sound of eerie winds, or a blood-curdling scream, we can easily be stricken with fear. Those sounds tell us death is coming. First, it waits in the dark, followed by captured on camera, then killer music. Finally, in our featured story, a slow death. But before we get to our stories, I just wanted to say that we would love to have you join our Patreon. We are primarily advertising dependent, but we would all like to be able to do fewer ads. And you can help make that possible by becoming a patron. You will help us keep doing all the work that we do. Visit patreon.com snarled. So, wanna hear something scary? Can you hear death coming? Sometimes what we imagine is far more terrifying than our actual reality. Like in this story inspired by Shay. It was a dark and stormy night. I know that sounds cliche, but it was. I sat in my cozy armchair with a cup of hot chocolate. The wind blew so fiercely outside there was no way I could sleep with the noise. I was thankful for my warmly lit house. I always kept lights on, even at night. It might sound childish, but I'm still afraid of the dark. For most people, that fear fades with age, but for me, it never did. A particularly strong gust blew outside, and I heard some tree branches crack and fall. 
One slammed against my window, making me jump. I shook my head and went back to reading my book. Suddenly, the lights flickered and buzzed out. I was in total darkness. I started panicking. Calm down, I told myself. It's the same in the dark as it is in the light. I kept repeating it to myself as I shakily stood up and headed into the kitchen to get some candles. In case we lost power, I had left them out on the table with some matches. I groped along in the darkness, trying to find the table. There it was. My hand felt along the edge to find the candle, but it wasn't there. I swept my arm over the entire table, but I didn't find anything. My heartbeat, already fast, picked up speed. I tried one more time groping in the dark, and I finally landed on something. Bingo. But then it moved. It slipped out from under my hand at an unnatural speed. I yanked my arm back and my eyes widened, trying to adjust and see something, anything in this darkness. What was that thing? I didn't have any pets and all of my windows and doors were closed due to the storm. So no animals could have gotten inside. I would have heard something open if they did. No, this thing, whatever it was, had been here the whole time. I started panicking further. I had some flashlights, but they were up in a closet upstairs and I didn't trust myself to go up there in the dark. I made a mental note to move them downstairs when this whole thing was over. If, a voice in the back of my mind told me. I froze as something brushed up against my leg. It was too fast to tell what it was, but I was sure it was the same as before. I was breathing too fast. I needed to calm down. I started walking towards the counter where the knife block was. I could at least defend myself if there was something in here. Suddenly, an inhumane sound came from all around me. It was everywhere, assaulting my ears, somewhere between a shriek and a car crashing. I began to shake. I made it to the counter, but I was a little too hesitant to just reach out and grab something this time. What if there was another thing? I slowly reached out my trembling hand. It made contact with a knife handle just as something grabbed my ankle. I swung the knife down like a sword, then gasped in pain. The knife had cut my leg. How stupid can you get? I was going to injure myself badly at this rate. Footsteps skittered behind me. I spun around, wielding my knife. I assumed it could see me. My hands shook violently. The footsteps ran past me, way too close. There was that sound again. It chilled me to the bone, but not as much as the feeling of hands around my neck. I dropped the knife as I reached out to see what was choking me, but there was nothing there, which was impossible as I couldn't breathe. Tears streamed from my eyes. I think I was blacking out when the hands that weren't there released me. I gasped for air and collapsed to the ground. Something brushed against me. I jumped too quickly because I fell right back down. A breeze blew in front of my face as if something had run past me. Then it was on my left, then my right, my back, again in front of me, faster and faster until I was in a tornado. I began to hyperventilate 
None of this made any sense and I seemingly could do nothing to stop it. Please stop, I sobbed. And it did. Still shaky, I tried to regulate my breathing. Then, two green eyes lit up in front of me and it screamed right into my face. Worse than a banshee. It was so close I couldn't move. Just then, the lights flickered back on, blinding me. I looked around, trying to find what was just inches from my face, not two seconds ago. But there was nothing. Looking around the kitchen, I didn't see a thing. I slowly stood up and went to get a first aid kit for my wound. Glancing over at the table, I saw that the candles and matches were exactly where I thought I had left them, as if none of it had happened. Walking to my bedroom, I climbed underneath my blankets, shivering and prayed I could get to sleep. But as I drifted off, I heard a buzz and the lights flicked off once again. Are you afraid of the dark? Do you have any other phobias or fears? Anything supernatural that you were scared of that you encountered? Tell us your stories by sending us an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers, where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. Zombie Road in St. Louis is home to many ghost stories and urban legends. It has been a hot spot for paranormal investigations. And if you're lucky, something might just happen, as in this story written by Janine Pipe. I'm not usually someone who accepts a dare or does something stupid to impress someone. I was surprised as anyone else when the words came out of my mouth accepting the challenge. Of course, it wasn't the chance of witnessing something spooky that scared me. 
I didn't believe in ghosts. However, the very real threat of being issued with a fine of trespassing did make me instantly regret my words. Still, it was too late now. No one really knows why we call it Zombie Road. Supposedly, some deranged serial killer who escaped from an asylum when my grams was a teen preyed on kids parking. But this is St. Louis, not Texarkana. The city has tried to dispense with any negative or supernatural connotations, giving the area a facelift and making it into a jogging trail. I'd been there with my family and the dogs a few times, and besides the few rail tracks left over and the sense of abandonment that resonates from the odd ramshackled building, there's nothing to be afraid of. That wasn't enough to stop it being considered a hot spot for so-called paranormal investigations and enough incidents had been reported to make it a no-go zone after dark, which of course only made it more appealing. Hence the dare. Sneaking out at night wasn't a problem and neither was getting to the forbidden area. All too soon, I was climbing over the closed gates and heading onto the road, wondering what the hell I was doing. This wasn't me. I didn't break curfews and trespass, yet here I was. Of course, it was as dark as possible and I actually wished there was a full moon. Again, not being remotely superstitious, it wouldn't have bothered me, but would have given some extra illumination to see where I was going. Where I was going was around halfway down the running trail to where some old railway sleepers and bits of track remained. Allegedly, that was where you could hear a woman scream occasionally. If you were lucky, or had a YouTube or TikTok where it would be really useful for something to actually happen. I was to film for a minute and sent it to a group chat as proof I was really there. I cursed as I jogged down the trail, a cool breeze picking up and making the May evening feel chilly. It didn't take too long to get to the tracks and I quickly turned my camera on so I could complete the stupid dare and get the hell out of there. I held my cell up in front of me and pressed record. Hey guys, so yeah, here I am. Suddenly, a highly unusual and overwhelming sense of throwing caution to the wind overcame me and I pressed stop. My finger hovered for just a moment over the app. I opened it and before I could change my mind, pressed go live. Hey everyone, so here I am on the famous zombie road. I spun the phone around me so the video picked up all the not so amazing ambiance of the location. There's like no one else here, which is kind of cool, but it's also kind of creepy being alone here in the dark. It wasn't, but I wanted to ham it up for the audience. And sure enough, the heart started flowing in my comments and new followers started coming in. So what do you guys want me to do? I think I'm in the exact spot where people have heard I stopped. It couldn't be. It must have been a coincidence or my mind playing tricks on me, but I could have sworn. Can you guys hear a train? I almost dropped the cell. Sure enough, there was no mistaking it now. The definite sound of an old-fashioned steam locomotive chugging along the tracks. 
there was the breeze again. Funny, it smelled smoky this time. This time, I did drop the cell as I fell to my knees. The screeching sound of the phantom train's brakes almost deafening me, although not before I heard a high-pitched scream of terror and agony first. I threw my hands over my ears and squeezed my eyes tightly shut, trying to drown out the sounds. And then as suddenly as it came, it was silent again. I grabbed the phone and ran. I ran back to the parking lot and sped home. My heart finally stopped pounding as I fell onto my bed, the adrenaline starting to lower. It seemed my life hadn't stopped recording. I turned it off now, but not before seeing the thousands of likes, comments, and reposts. Most people had tagged it. Hashtag, the sound of death. Have you ever been skeptical of somewhere and then experienced something inexplicable? Have you ever caught anything on video? A hard lesson to learn is that it's you who can be your own worst enemy. Like in this story, inspired by Ethan. I woke up to another rainy, cold morning. After 15 minutes of my alarm sounding, I struggled to lift myself from my bed and get ready for school. Crap, I was running late. I rushed around gathering all my stuff and tossing it into my bag. I was barely awake as I grabbed a frozen waffle and headed out the door towards school. I caught up with some other teens headed in the same direction. I didn't want to make small talk. It made me anxious, so I popped in my earbuds and started playing music. I was caught up in the beat, jamming away, when suddenly I noticed the other students staring at me. When I sped up, so did they. When I slowed down, they followed suit. My confusion turned to fear when every one of them started scratching at their own skin. It was as if it was in rhythm to the music. They could hear what I could hear. One of the girls scratched her arms until she drew blood, but didn't even seem to notice. Their faces were contorting in a way I cannot even describe. The flesh of their skin slowly seemed to peel away as my music distorted, sounded like people screaming. I jumped when my best friend Caden grabbed my shoulder. I yanked my earbuds out and asked what was wrong. He told me I looked pale and asked if I was okay. I looked around and oddly enough, everything had gone back to normal. I must have been exhausted and was hallucinating. It seemed so real. As I was sitting in my first period class, art, I enjoyed the relaxation of just sketching in silence. It was one of my favorite classes and I was in my element. Then the teacher asked if she should put me on some music. I instinctively wanted to say no, but quickly exclaimed yes with my fellow classmates. I took a deep breath and she began to play soothing tunes. The calming harmonious tones slowly became haunting. The dissonant sounds made my heart pound like the start of an anxiety attack. I immediately asked to go to the bathroom. Bursting through the doors, I instantly threw up, 
splashing water on my face, all I could think about was why was I seeing these horrific things and feeling so panicked? Music is my passion, but every time I heard it, it was ripping away at my soul. I struggled to drag my face up to the mirror. When I did, I looked like a shell of my former self. I had a huge bags under my eyes and my skin was so taut, my skull was almost visible. I looked like my classmates whose flesh was falling off their faces earlier on my walk to class. It was like my bones were sticking out. I couldn't look anymore. I returned to class and I knew I needed to just breathe through the music and concentrate on my sketch. When I looked down at my canvas, I saw that I had unknowingly drawn one of those horrible faces. A smile too wide and teeth utterly sharp, no nose but the eyes. They looked as if they were bleeding because they were all red. I couldn't stand it, so I ripped it up and thankfully the bell rang. I somehow managed to survive the rest of the day. When I returned home, I collapsed into my bed. My guitar was peeking over at me from the corner of my room. I felt utterly hurt that something that I loved and cherished now made me see such demons. I decided reluctantly to try a few notes. I had to prove it was all in my head. There's no way my guitar could hurt me. A few chords couldn't do any harm. Music couldn't cause me harm. I strummed one chord. My ears started ringing, then my head began pounding like it was splitting open. I stared in the mirror and I looked just like my drawing, but I leaned into the reflection. I saw something was crawling out of my head, a shadow version of myself. It stuck its deformed fingers into my ears. I fell to the ground, screaming in pain, my entire body in agony. The door flung open and it all stopped. The pain, the music, my shadow self. I was just me again, on the floor, with my father standing over me. Are you okay? What's wrong? He asked. I didn't have an answer. What was wrong with me? I was in a battle within myself, an endless loop whenever I heard a single note and there was nothing I could do to stop it. Have you ever loved something so much it started to hurt? Have you ever felt like you were battling your own thoughts? Was it your own anxieties or were supernatural causes at work? In our final story, join my co-host Stephanie as she tells the tale of El Sembreron, inspired by Sarah and now animated over on our YouTube channel. Many parts of Central America are known for their festive celebrations, bright colors, and local music. Unfortunately, some of the countries have been devastated by the devil that travels among them through their land. Susanna and Lula resided as neighbors with a direct view into each other's rooms. As best friends at the time, this arrangement served as an ideal means for exchanging messages back and forth. Although remaining close, their high school years transformed the friends into competitors in every aspect. 
Boyfriends were no exception and likely to be the cause of their friendship ending forever. One day after school, the captivating melody of a guitar lured both teenagers outside. As the music grew louder and more distinct, they gazed down the street. Accompanied by the thundering sound of galloping hooves, a shadowy figure approached on a horseback. The man was slightly older than they were and playing guitar while riding down the street. They caught just a glint of the man's deep yellow eyes from underneath his extremely large hat. He acknowledged both young women with a nod and they were visibly smitten as he strolled by. Uh, who was that? Susanna asked. Lula said it didn't matter because he was going to be hers. Susanna rolled her eyes and went back inside to her schoolwork. Over the course of the next few days, the mysterious rider rode past the houses every day, just as the sun was setting. One evening, he threw a flower to Susanna. It seemed as though she had won him over with her long, shiny hair. Lula's hair wasn't short, but it wasn't nearly as long as Susanna's. Losing this man to Susanna infuriated Lula, leading her to devise a vengeful scheme. The next day at school, she discreetly slipped a note into Susanna's locker. It read, Congratulations, you have been invited to join the National Honor Society. Please be at the informed meeting in the library at 7 p.m. Susanna was thrilled and waited at school until the meeting time. When she realized she was the only one sitting in the library, she looked at the time and it started to put the pieces together. She had been deceived and she had a strong feeling her name started with an L if you catch her drift. She fumed her entire walk home. She felt utterly embarrassed. She arrived home to see the mysterious man on Lula's front porch, serenading her with a song. Lula flashed Susanna a cruel smirk as Susanna stormed into her house. Soon, the man was outside of Lula's house every day after school. Lula was smitten. After a couple of weeks, Susanna began to notice that her neighbor looked different. Her eyes were sunken as if she wasn't sleeping. She was pale and painfully thin, and oddly, her hair was now always in braids. Well, good. That's what she gets for being so nasty, Susanna thought. One day, her Thea came over to visit and was helping her mother make dinner. Susanna was at the kitchen table and she rolled her eyes when she heard the familiar sound of the man's guitar coming from Lula's house. Her Thea froze. She hushed Susanna when she tried to talk so she could get a good listen. It seemed like her Thea was familiar with the music. When Susanna asked her what was wrong, her Thea said, this is the sound of the devil. Susanna wanted to laugh, but Thea's expression and tone of voice really scared her. Her Thea explained that the music was the sound of El Sobredon. He is known to be a short man dressed in black with boots, a thick belt, and a shiny buckle. He always wore a large hat to cover his face. Legend had it that he had been seen all over Mexico to countries in Central America like Guatemala and Colombia in South America. He looks for young, long-haired women and woos them by playing captivating melodies with his guitar that he accompanies with his sweet-sounding voice. His victims fall under a spell of love as he serenades them. Esobredon then clings to the woman and hunts their every thought, stopping them from sleeping and eating as he tightly weaves long braids into their hair. If a woman becomes a victim of El Sobredon, she is doomed to starve to death. Susanna was shocked. No matter how sneaky Lula was, she didn't deserve that. 
She told her tia she thought El Sobreron already had taken hold of his next victim, Lula. Was there anything that could be done? Moments later, she was sneaking into Lula's bedroom window, just like she did when they were kids. She saw Lula in bed, looking sickly and exhausted. Susanna held sharp scissors over Lula. She screamed as Susanna brought the scissors right onto Lula's hair. And with two snips, she snipped it all off. Confused but relieved not to have been stabbed, Lula demanded an explanation. Susanna told her everything she had learned about El Sobreron. And her tia said the only way to break the spell and survive was to cut off all your hair so the devil no longer has a hold of you. Lula quickly got better and kept her hair short. There was no longer any sign of El Sobreron. The two girls were back to being friends again after all. Ladies always need to have each other's back. But they always felt a sense of remorse for future victims of the deadly music of El Sobreron. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, Janine Pipe, and Stephanie Strange. Narration by Blair Bathory and Stephanie Strange. Audio edited and mixed by Calvin Linderman. Additional audio editing by Fitz Harris. Art and graphics by Irma Richardson. Produced by Anna Villalobos. Executive produced by Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends, sweet screams. <laughs>